Drum roll, please. <laughs> Welcome to the Sheepdogs Podcast. This is Michael Sullivan, and I'm joined by, as usual, Father Jacob Willig and Johnny Drew. And we would like to welcome you to Season 2. All right. Season of two. the Sheepdog Season podcast. 2, here we are. And we have huge news to start off Season 2. In the in-between between Season 1 and Season 2, we had a major conversion story, which can partly be attributed to this podcast. If you have heard of Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> this is a world-famous actor. And you might have recognized him from our intro music. When you hear Just Do It and then the monastery music play, that is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> So, uh, we know St. Padre Pio has been interceding in our podcast, and now he's been interceding in Shia LaBeouf's life. So, yeah, that's exciting. It's been a crazy summer. That's great, yeah. Actually, we can't claim any uh, part of that, but we hope, uh, we hope to have Shia on sometime. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's we'll that's what we, we need. We need Father Jacob to keep us in mind theologically, as Michael and I will sometimes say things that aren't necessarily true. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, he may have been listening, though. We don't know. <laughs> Amazing. God. God. God's grace. Right. 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 Well. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Should we start with the prayer? Let's yep. do it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone tuning in. We thank you for um, Mr. LaBeouf uh, becoming Catholic or uh, entering into this time of conversion. We thank you for this time together uh, as we just welcome the Holy Spirit. Uh, May we speak words of wisdom. And uh, we commend everything to you, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Johnny, so um, you know today we really want to talk to you because now you have graduated from college. Mm. So that's a big deal. Congratulations on graduating in May. It's a it's great, awesome. yeah, it's a great accomplishment. <laughs> but uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? Yes. So after many adventures uh, post college, you know it's only been what two three months, but uh, yeah, I, I was able to go to Spain actually for a couple weeks and visit Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, Fatima, Portugal, and hiked the Camino for a few days, so that was awesome. Uh, some miracle stories there. And wow. then I started working at a uh, Cincinnati Rights of Life, so pro-life nonprofit in Cincinnati, and we are doing, actually, I wanted to say this, I was trying to think about what I do, how to describe it. I'm basically a professional sheepdog. I mean, <laughs> there we go. there's really no other way to put it. What and a life. I think it's fitting for this podcast. So, yeah, that's Man. what I do. 
What an gr- amazing summer to start um, in that work. I think that with everything that happened in June with Roe v. Wade being overturned, I'm sure that uh, you've had a quite a chaotic summer at work. Um, do you have anything to say about, like, I guess starting there and, like, trying to, you know, jump into this new job, not knowing what's exactly is the job that you're you're going to be working on, but do you have any, like, insights into like just like starting your starting your position there yeah absolutely so i was actually in fatima uh praying in adoration when the dobbs versus jackson case came down and we had been praying for it me and the four guys i was with and then my friend pat like tapped me on the shoulder he's like dude wow guess what uh (laughs) so i really think it's going to be one of those i forget what kind of events they call it but those watershed. events, watershed events, go. yeah, you remember, like, where were you when you heard mm. that that happened? And so I think that'll be a cool story to tell, especially, like, grandkids, because yeah. I really think this fight for life and restoring the dignity of the human person starting at conception is the fight of our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been crazy. I started a week after that uh, decision came down, and it's pretty much been nonstop ever since. Uh, one battle just became 50 battles in each of the state states, and Ohio is one of the states where uh, we do have a lot of really uh, strong, good pro-life people fighting for uh, the cause of the pre-born, uh, but we still have a lot, a lot of work to do. So it's been, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing, though, seeing how God has worked, seeing being on the front lines, mm-hmm. seeing, like, Miracles, really. I always like to say when I give talks, uh, Joe Shadler, who was a big reason, uh, really, Roe v. Wade got overturned, but also a big hero in my life, he would say, if you want to see miracles, join the pro-life movement. And mm. I've only been in it, really, uh, full-time for about two months, but uh, it's been a ton of miracles wow. I've seen already. So Wow. Can you tell us about some of the uh, on-the-ground or experiences you've had in the office? or Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Give us some of that. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we work very closely with all the pro-life organizations in Cincinnati, so we kind of have a strong finger on the pulse. Uh, just recently, I uh, I try to... We try to go pray in front of Planned Parenthood, uh, a few of us in the office, every week at least. Uh, So just recently I was at a Planned Parenthood and we were praying and I was with uh, this girl, Jamie, who is the uh, regional Ohio Students for Life coordinator. And so she actually works with Miami here and she happened to see this woman that was kind of like going down, um, driving by, was kind of like eyeing us a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she parked in the wrong lot, which it gave Jamie the chance to, wow. to talk to her before she came in. And so as she started talking to this woman, she actually only spoke Spanish. And so she hopped on the phone with the pregnancy, pregnancy center who uh, they got a Spanish translator basically telling this woman, look, they're going to charge you $250 for an initial appointment in that building and also try to pressure you to kill your unborn child. This uh, pregnancy center will give you free care and they will, um, yeah, give you life-affirming options. And this woman had two kids with her and what looked like to be her grandmother at the time. And so this woman, praise God, uh, was willing to drive uh, behind us all the way to uh, a different uh, facility, a pregnancy center, where she got a free ultrasound. And turns out she was pregnant uh, 11 weeks. So we don't know what happened, uh, yeah, where she is now, but please keep her in your prayers because yeah. this is kind of like the 
ground uh, ground work you see that and and a lot of times I'm seeing just like these women they actually just don't know a lot they they mm -hmm. hear that Planned Parenthood is there to help women so they go there mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for someone standing on the sidewalk I'm thinking like they would never know another option and it makes me realize focus always talks about the need the need being great and you see it on college campuses there's a lot of souls that are in danger on college campuses I'll say the need I will go so far as to say it's the greatest in front of abortion clinics sidewalk counseling mm -hmm. because there are probably dozens hundreds thousands of women that if one person was out there just to stop them and tell them about a different option mm -hmm. they may have gone and chosen life and had their child and uh, i'm seeing that more and more and i'm seeing the urgency with this movement that i'd never seen before mm -hmm. and so um yeah like i said it's it's the crisis of our times and uh yeah i could tell you some more stories but that that's one that that was on the top of my mind sure sure no that's amazing yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think we see the poverty that often these uh, women just feel so alone. They have nowhere to turn. And so there's anyone who could listen to them uh, and give them an option, you know, when they feel like they have no way out is just so powerful. Yeah. No, and, and yeah, they're, yeah, like I said, one of the things that got me in the movement was just this com coming to realization that, wow, like, as a Catholic, I have been given much. Mm -hmm. And to whom much is given, much is expected. Mm -hmm. And I know that an unborn child in the womb is a human being loved by God from the moment of conception. Mm -hmm. And he has a plan for that unborn child's life. And he has uh, given that preborn child a immortal soul already instilled in them. Mm -hmm. And I just like, all these things are like, some of these people just don't know that. Mm -hmm. And so... I'll, like one of the things about this um it's funny uh i'll get a lot of like little old ladies just be like oh my gosh thank you for what you do thank you so much or like i'll tell them what i do and immediately they just give me a hug and i'm like you would never get that if i decided to go like finance like who hugs their wealth management person uh but but yeah like they they realize uh the work we're doing but again i i often just say look like I've been given much. I mm -hmm. know better. It, and if I didn't do what I'm doing now, um, I would be held culpable, I know, mm -hmm. on Judgment Day. So I'm just trying to do uh, what God wants me to do, knowing that um, I've been given much. So it's uh, it's a good thing to keep in mind. And uh, yeah, so anyway. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. One thing I was inspired by, this is kind of, well, just going back to Miami for a moment. Um, we had this student who ran for, uh, I forget what he ran for, if it was, uh, it was a pretty big position. It was like uh, maybe Congress or something. Well, here in the state, he ran for something. And he was a, a student here at Miami. He was like a sophomore. I think he spent the summer here to like campaign. And so was, when I voted like just a couple months ago, I mean, his, his uh, signs, of course, were all over town and there's a lot of people. And of course, certainly he lost. But just like, yeah, this guy was like ready to go, you know, mm -hmm. and he's like, Maybe I'm not going to win this time, but maybe you'll learn something for the next time. Or, mm. um, yeah. But just I was inspired by that, though. You know, it's just you know, like the same. We've been given so much, and sometimes we think like, "Oh, I'm too young," or "I can't do that," or you know, in Scripture, there's Jeremiah, like, "Yeah, I'm too young," or you know, some people want to say they're too old, but the Lord says, "Say not, I am too young." Mm. You know, or like, you know, we've been given all this stuff. Sometimes we just want to make yeah. excuses for ourselves. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so thanks for your witness. I'm sure, yeah, it's definitely an exciting time to be in the pro-life movement, too, and really a time of great change, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Maybe you can speak to some of that, like, 
certainly there's a lot of change going on and approach of Planned Parenthood and the pro-life movement, like uh, adapting to that and all that. Yeah, absolutely. We're living in a post-Roe world, which mm-hmm. is really, uh, uh, this lawyer told me, praise God, really, last night he was like, I don't think it's the, uh, basically, he was like, it's a long-term game. Like, we're not even at the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. at we're at just the end of the beginning Mm. and the the past 50 years uh pro-lifers fighting in america uh was just the beginning and this is still just the beginning Mm -hmm. uh and so yeah uh there's so much going on uh again talking to this lawyer last night he he gave this really good line he said the law teaches and his point with that was for the past 50 years people have been thinking in their minds that abortion is a good thing why because our law said it was legal oh it's legal exactly exactly and not all people go to church go are catholic where they Mm -hmm. know it's wrong so they just look to the law Mm -hmm. and so now that we're in a post-roll world you already start to see people's hearts and minds even just be curious wait abortion is no longer federally legal wait maybe there is something Mm. wrong about that so you actually have more of an opportunity to have a conversation if you're willing and you're able to be courageous uh and it does take courage it no yeah it always does even like uh coming coming here and and talking to people i ran into from high school and they'll be like oh so what are you doing now Mm -hmm. it's like i have no option now to uh you're all in i'm all in I really am yeah. all in. Like immediately when I tell them I work for a pro-life nonprofit, you see their faces. Some, I mean, right. like I said, little old ladies, they'll hug you and stuff. Uh, but people will be sure. just like in shock. Uh, and so, uh, but it's really an opportunity to share the gospel with them in a way that I had never seen before, which is also kind of amazing. Uh, so that's what I'm saying with like the miracles and the pro-life movement. You never, you never see it, never know. So um, yeah, sorry. I don't know if that answered your question completely. But yeah, now basically you're seeing the different states in America mm-hmm. and their responses. And so Texas, for example, they're kind of leading the way legislatively. Mm-hmm. They are just like going all the way. Uh, just this past week on the 25th, uh, they said uh, if someone is caught doing an abortion illegally in Texas, they'll be charged $100,000 on top of a uh, prison sentence. And um, you're seeing these laws in other states around the country, too. You're also seeing uh, some states where there's no pro-lifers fighting. It seems as like that mm-hmm. because uh, they're becoming like uh, sanctuary cities. I mm-hmm. hate to call it that, right. uh, but for abortion. And right. when uh, big companies, are, a lot of them are paying up to $4,000 right. to send... Uh, their employees to go across states to get abortion. Mm-hmm. Kroger being one of them. We're calling out Kroger because we're focusing on them. They're a hometown grocer and they are paying for their women to kill their future employees. And it's totally a contradiction of incentives, right? Because if they pay for their employee to kill their child, that means they don't have to pay maternity leave. They don't mm-hmm. have to pay uh, for paternity leave or any of this. And they can have a woman working longer at their corporate uh, America making them more money. It's really sick and we're calling them out for it. And so there's so many different aspects of this fight where we're seeing, you're seeing different people's responses uh, and it's able, yeah, you're able to really like uh, see where people stand. And uh, like you said, I love that story about the local politician just going for it. 
Like we need people who are just willing to go for it to call out these big uh, companies and right. be more active, take activism steps. Yeah. I thought it was great how you were saying that it, this is actually like the beginning of the work because I feel like before it almost felt like we couldn't do anything. Like Roe uh, Ro v. Wade needed to be overturned and mm -hmm. then we could start. What are we supposed to do? Like you feel like kind of powerless when it's kind of on that national level. But now that it's in our own individual states, I mean, I can't do much. I mean, Illinois is kind of, you know, hope not too far gone, but farther gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Illinois is tough. Yeah. It, um, but it, it feels so much more closer to home. And I think that's really emboldened a lot of people to actually get involved in their local nice. politics, their state politics, because it feels like they have much more say in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that has empowered people to um, actually want to have their voices heard about this issue. So, um, yeah, Johnny, I think that overall you're doing you're doing you're doing some amazing work and we need more people like you getting involved in every single state you know yeah man i love what you said about just like taking ownership of like your yeah. local town one of the things that really got me uh I, this was kind of like the the straw that broke the camel's back for me that mm -hmm. i was feeling this call hearing this testimony made me do it hearing david b right speak at the cincinnati men's conferences last year just brought tears to my eyes mm. he basically was uh had this huge convergence story and then he realized like abortion was happening in, in his town wow. and he he brady uh, uh now a sophomore here at miami was with me and he's like the line that stuck out to me was david said and i took that personally mm. it reminded me of uh the last <laughs> dance when michael jordan uh he kind of made up this story but i love about michael jordan he was like and i took that personally <laughs> and david b right he quit his job. He was working in a, some corporate job to start a uh, 40 Days for Life campaign, wow. and which is now That's a national cool. movement, which has been responsible for people like Abby Johnson leaving leaving the abortion industry. Mm -hmm. uh, all these different, like, just the Holy Spirit is working so powerfully through this one man of just taking yeah. ownership in his little town. And after, um, he said, after the first year of doing 40 Days for Life, abortion was down 28% in his own town. And when I heard that, I thought two things. Wow, that's amazing. And there's still 72% of abortions that were happening. Mm -hmm. And I realized, like, the harvest is abundant and the laborers are few in this field. And I need to go to this. And so, you're exactly right, Michael. We Just in Cincinnati, uh, we and Hamilton, there's a Planned Parenthood in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I just met uh, with a priest to talk about that. And... Basically, we're doing a uh, sidewalk counseling day, a training day coming up on September 17th, and we have over 55 people signed up for this already, uh, of a lot of them being Miami students. And uh, yeah, a lot's changed. It is only the beginning, but a lot of things haven't. Mm -hmm. Just like in 1973, when there were sidewalk counselors saving, uh, doing that hand-to-hand -hand combat, uh, saving women and saving their pre-born child's lives, uh, we're still needing to do that to this day. And we've seen this, that this is proven to be uh, effective. And just one example, um, Sidewalk Advocates for Life, uh, they're this national movement, national organization. They've saved almost 18,000 lives through their ministry mm -hmm. and shut down 29 clinics altogether. And wow. that's who we're partnering with uh, for this Sidewalk Counseling Day. And um, we know this affects the Planned Parenthood's bottom line. Mm -hmm. They run their uh, facilities like it's a business. And when yeah. you affect their bottom line, just like any business, they'll eventually be run out of town. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also know that the most powerful force in this movement is prayer. Mm -hmm. 
That's it right. is prayer. And without God, we are not going to be doing anything. And so that's why we're still doing every week there are rosary processions to uh, Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati. And we just started Eucharistic processions. Mm. We're bringing Jesus. As Father Ethan said to me, he said, uh, Jesus wants to be there. He wants wow. to be there. That's and awesome. so, yeah, we just started that uh, with Archbishop Archbishop Schneer's approval. Uh, so thank God for that, and it's really all hands on deck at this time yeah. in in life. And uh, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but all these thoughts are coming to mind. I just ran into this guy Patrick, and he asked me an amazing question. I started telling him about the work, and he was like, "Johnny, what can we do to be apostles?" Mm. I'm like, "Patrick, that's the question to be asking." Yeah. I think a lot of people are bored in their faith. That's they right. go to mass and they think, "Is this it?" It's like Christ wants you to be a part of his fight Amen. for life, saving Amen. lives and saving souls. And it's not just for priests or religious. We're all called to holiness and we're all called to be sheepdogs Amen. Uh, fighting for life Amen. In, in our local territory. And just being, I, I'm not going to lie, uh, I've encountered the cross like I've never encountered it before mm -hmm. uh, in this fight. Mm -hmm. But in a way, too, you encounter the sacred heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you see a beauty and a joy in life that you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And it is infectious. Mm -hmm. And you want to spread it. And I think of the gospel the other day. Uh, Jesus saying, I've come not to bring peace, but to divide. I wish the word, uh, the earth was fire with blazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I totally botched that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Set the earth on fire. Yeah, and seeing this, a meeting that yeah, sorry, you'll just meet incredible people too uh, when you're in this movement, and I've already seen it. That's great, Johnny. Yeah, thanks so much for that too. Just that uh, those inspiring words. I began to think, you know, sometimes guys, I think, or women too, think about like what they could do with their life to make it worthwhile, or like their bucket list and that kind of thing. And I remember a moment in life thinking like, wow, wouldn't that be amazing at the end of my life to look back and think like I saved someone's life, mm. you know, wouldn't that make it all worth it? And I think like now is the time, you know, uh, and just to give people an idea too, like I haven't done this training with this group, but I've done training with pregnancy centers and like sidewalk counseling. And usually, uh, I mean, it's not forced, right? We're just basically showing these people that we have a love for them, we're there to listen to them. Uh, and so if you're afraid, if you're on the fence at all about going to training, just go to the training mm. because it's, uh, it's just basically showing the love of Christ, uh, the love to this other person. You're not telling them what to do. Uh, you know, it's not like big political forceful thing. It's just like, Hey, I'm another person. And I know life can be tough at times. We have some options that are free because we just want to show you free love. Mm. That's what it's about. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what religion or whatever. Um, and just to follow that up too, yeah, like your great words. Thanks, Johnny, just for your courage. Uh, I think especially the guys, like you're talking about, uh, yeah, your friend. Um, just like guys, we need to take ownership and like to protect women and children. And uh, what a great time for all of us to stand up, uh, just to, to take ownership of like the respect that, that they demand from us. Mm -hmm. And so how can we be the protectors? How could we be the mm -hmm. nurturers? And of course, uh, you know, such a, a meek way at times right but like being there being present because um, that's so needed we need men to just be strong men and uh, to ask hard questions to be there awkward moments all yeah, awkward the meek yeah things yeah yeah i love uh it would say like heaven's worth the awkward like right. a life saved is worth the awkward yeah uh yeah i'll just speak to that real quick just because I was able to have the opportunity to interview a woman who was post-supportive, mm -hmm. and she was sharing her story with me. And the last question I asked her was, what would you tell men in this movement? 
and she told the story of when she was pregnant with her child. Her boyfriend at the time uh, looked at her and said, well, you know, it's your body. It's your choice. Mm. And she says, you know what I wish my boyfriend said to me? I wish he looked at me and said, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. And it's not just your choice. Mm-hmm. We're in this together because I'm the father of this child. Mm-hmm. She wishes the man took ownership. Right. And even in the first week of this uh, job, I felt that like unworthiness as a man, like hearing things on like social media, like you have no uterus, no opinion. And after just like seeing, the, really just like the first opportunity of seeing a life potentially saved, I'm like, all of this is just noise and distraction. When you're actually out there seeing that person in front of you, uh, you you realize that that is all just like the devil, just trying to like speak lies into your life. And the truth is that as Catholics, we know uh, you are worth it. And the people that are tempted to kill their unborn children they are worth it their unborn children are worth it and we're all worth fighting for and that's the one message i really am trying to get out is like realizing we are worth we are worth it this life is good right and we are here for a reason and we're here for a purpose Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot of yeah just mistruths out there that that say that that is not um not a thing sorry Yeah, Johnny, that's awesome. Uh, I just wanted to comment on, I would say, like, my comment earlier, how, like, Illinois is, like, so far gone and everything, and it's, it's not the best language there, because ultimately, like, this battle has to be fought everywhere. Um, whether you're in a place where abortion's illegal, like you said, like, fighting, you know, Kroger, fighting companies that might be doing things um, to support abortion, whether in a battleground state like like Ohio, where you guys are just in the fight every day trying to, trying to do it, or a state like Illinois, where... The abortion laws are as open as any other place um, in America because ultimately there's things that you can do. I remember um, my aunt used to tell me the story. They live in Rockford, Illinois, and the Rockford, Illinois is um, a was a great industrial area, and now it's I would say it's on the poorer side. Um, it the economy kind of collapsed there, but there was a Planned Parenthood there that was one of the largest Planned Parenthoods. They had um, the most revenue, which means like they were. Um, they were killing a lot of a lot of innocent children there, and the Catholic community of parishes there kind of, even though they were definitely the minority in that area, they kind of came together and they were able to shut that abortion clinic down. Um, and it was just such a, like a powerful thing. Nobody thought that that could ever happen there, um, but they ultimately did through the grace through the grace of God. So um, no matter where you are in in the country, um, whether it's red blue or somewhere in the middle like there's work to be done in this cause you Mm -hmm. know yeah and a big thing that i think attributed to that was getting priests actually to pray outside abortion clinics wow and uh i i yeah i actually i've been reading up on that and it was really once they got priests every week praying outside that clinic it only took three years for that clinic to shut down whereas the past 40 years it was just lay people wow. praying uh the power of a cassock uh and, and that's what i'm saying like we have a, a seminary in curtis gross who his parish assignment this summer he was to be a sidewalk counselor outside uh planned parenthood and every time curtis was out there it ju- he was wearing his cassock and for some reason they would call the cops or there would be something like extra that was like happening and we couldn't explain it except for the fact Hmm. that 
a man in a cassock was there. Uh, and I think the uh, abortionists know that the power that comes with the Catholic Church, that comes with the authority granted by Jesus through the priests. And um, yeah, actually, I know a, a fact about that Rockford Diocese. Anytime the priests uh, would pray outside, specific prayers outside that clinic, the owner of the abortion clinic couldn't be in that building. He actually had to leave hmm. because of the power of these four prayers, that, uh, four priests that were praying outside that clinic. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it is very powerful. You see God work in incredible ways. And um, you're right, though. It, it comes back to the local, local fight, and, and God is ultimately the one who will decide when uh, he rids us of this evil. Right. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and just to ask you, too, I remember calling you uh, as we were planning our schedule for the year. You know, we're always taking trips with students. Last year, we took a bus to the March for Life for the first time. Thanks be to God. Um, and then I remember calling you asking about like what was going on national level and can you kind of tell me where we're at now with that or as far as March for Life and all that? Yeah, nationally, nationally there's a lot of good organizations that are um, doing great things. Sidewalk Advocates for Life being one of them uh, and 40 Days for Life and uh, Live Action. They're doing a lot of incredible things. We're still going to have the March for Life this year. Abortion is still legal fed, uh, federally as in the fact that like it hasn't been outlawed. Mm -hmm. And so until it is federally outlawed, people will continue to march every January. And it, we were actually very scarily close to abortion being on demand through nine months uh, right after Roe v. Wade got overturned. Wow. It, it passed in the House. Right now, Democrats uh, have control in the House and the Senate. The Senate's only by 51. But, uh, and then they have Biden in office as well. And so all the Democrats voted for abortion on demand up to nine months, and the Senate did as well. However, they needed 60 votes, which is the filibuster, and they only had 51. Praise God. But we were that close to Roe v. Wade basically being the law of the land again. And then all this, all this fighting, all this in the states, would then go back to federally. And then it would go back, hopefully, to the Supreme Court. But uh, the point is, there are still... So many um, people that are wanting the culture of death in America that are promulgating that culture of death. And the reality is our hearts in our nation is still so far from the heart of Christ. Mm. And until we get our hearts back on That's Christ, right. our, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Christ will not, yeah, we will not see the mm -hmm. change we are wanting to see. Mm -hmm. And there's no coincidence that the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus was when Roe v. Wade was overturned. I think he wanted to let us know we need to get back to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and to right. um, getting our hearts united with his. Yeah, just kind of take it full circle too. I love what you're saying or from that judge about the law teaches us. Because I think of those scriptures, you know, about, you know, uh, or maybe just even the Ten Commandments, right? That we... When we submit ourselves to the law of the Lord, the Ten Commandments, it doesn't seem to always make sense, you know, especially when you're a kid, like, why am I doing this? Or it doesn't make sense or it's uncomfortable. But the Lord teaches us uh, in his wisdom over time we learn, hmm. you know, and so the same, like, yeah, our country, if we get back to just the simple things like the Ten Commandments, uh, it, it will guide us in so many ways. You know, it talks about in Scripture about the man who ponders the law of the Lord day and night. Mm. You know, it's the holiness of that man pondering the law, learning the law, mm -hmm. living it, um, just as, the, you know, the, the holy Jews would. And so the same for us, like, living this life of simple moral rules is more than that, certainly, yeah. right? It's uh, the Word of God 
and then him calling us to live lives where we could really flourish. So how can we get back to that? You know, the heart of Jesus, yeah. of course, too. So I think that's so true. And just to remember, like, people wherever they are uh, politically, just like, yeah, to get on board with the pro-life movement uh, because we realize, yeah, it's it's God's laws which are just written on our hearts, too. Absolutely. You know? And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's an impactful time. And everyone can certainly do something. Mm. Everyone can do something. Yeah, I and I love what you said. Everyone can do something. Don't if you're listening, don't think you are unworthy mm -hmm. to be in this fight. I just learned yesterday at this talk, this lawyer was saying Samuel Alito and uh, Justice Scalia, who were two Supreme Court justices, they were just like some local uh, judges pretty much when Reagan took office and Reagan took ownership and decided he was gonna get. Uh, conservative, strong, pro-life justices uh, in the game federally. And that's when he kind of like started talking to them. But these guys weren't special. They were mm -hmm. just regular American. Mm -hmm. They were smart, don't get mm -hmm. me wrong, but they were just regular guys. And uh, <laughs> even just my boss, Laura, she's, she's incredible. She was saying her only talent she really had when she started off in this movement was she loved talking on the phone. And uh, God totally used that because she yeah. started talking to these women who called into the pregnancy center and just she has so many stories of her literally saving lives, like being a vessel for God to save these unborn children's lives. And um, yeah, we're not going to save everyone. Right. It's a reality. We're not. Uh, but again, I'm going to quote Joe Shadler because uh, I really think this man's a saint. I, I talk about people getting in canonization. I, I want to start this guy's canonization. He said, Mary, John, and Mary Magdalene could not save Jesus, but they could be with him when he died. Mm -hmm. And we do the same thing every time we're outside praying outside an abortion clinic. Wow. We can't always save the preborn children, but we can be with them when they die. And um, yeah. It's moving. Yeah. It's powerful. Isn't that like a quote from a saint, though? That's amazing. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a saintly quote. Yeah. 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 Just be people in the midst of suffering, being next to the cross. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. So, and actually, this is a plug right now, because we're doing a 40 Days for Life campaign in Cincinnati. I think last year they only did seven to seven. I want to do an all night, though. I want to do go. 24 hours, and we're going to need some nice college days males to come in and pull some all-nighter shifts. So, mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Michael to come and uh, join me down in Cincy for maybe a day or two uh, and pull some all-nighters. What do you think? That sounds good. I get a little sleepy, but I should be able to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take naps. We'll take shifts. Okay. So when does that start? When does 40 days start this time around? So this time it starts September 28th. So okay. that's coming up uh, to November 6th. So okay. yeah, it's going to be big, big time. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And I know yeah, like they have Holy Name Church right down the street and the sisters, the Franciscan sisters are involved, right? Yeah, they're great. Mother yeah. Serafina and the Franciscan Daughters of Mary, they're they are just these holy nuns. Uh, I said, do you know Father Jacob Willig? And she's like, oh, yeah, I know Father Jacob Willig. <laughs> <laughs> she knew my grandpa, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's so, great. yeah. That's awesome. Well, John, I just got to say, we're so proud of uh, the work you're doing, and I uh, appreciate all you're doing, certainly. And just getting people on board, too, that is so important, like you were saying. You know, anyone could do something. It was just, uh, I know we have a guy here in Oxford who helps do amazing things for Christian unity because he's just making calls, he's uh, donating, and he's getting people to move. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing in pro-life movement, like we could all do something. And he was like praying. We had this thing earlier this week. Not only did he help set it up, he just connected people from his house because he's like, can't get out. 
but then uh, also he's like interceding during the first event i'm like who is this who guy is like this, guy? this is awesome you know yeah like, that so many people could do that kind of thing you know we think oh, i can't do anything but like you're saying yeah we could do something but yeah yeah but thanks so much for your witness too and definitely just being in the battle and uh yeah i know of our prayers for you certainly you. and yeah however we could get on board get miami i know we have certainly the pregnancy centers one in oxford one in hamilton next to planned parenthood and uh you were trying to support them how we can but yeah, yeah no problem did you have any other questions michael yeah i just really wanted to ask you i guess for the in in the context of college students here a lot of us feel like you know it might not be you know, practical for us to get involved so could you give us some like practical ideas about how to get involved in local politics get involved um with the catholic communities that are fighting um abortion in their local communities um and even in their states so do you have any advice for any of these students yeah absolutely for any college students listening uh, join your students for life club whatever pro-life club is there be at their meetings it is so important and the more I'm in this now I'm like looking back I am like I tell this story to high school boys when I was in high school my sister started students for life club and handed it off to me and I just let it die I was too worried about being cool or getting a homecoming date I didn't want to stand up for life I didn't have the courage to be willing to really mini martyrdom of reputation oh oh Johnny's a pro-life guy I wasn't willing to do that. And I, I understand the pressure that you feel in college and high school where everyone around you seems to be against this issue. But I just encourage you to stand up for life any chance you get. Uh, wear pro-life merch. Walt, mm -hmm. God love Walt, uh, Walter Crest, shout out to him. Oh, yeah. He always reps his Choose Life hat. And I'm like, dude, this guy is awesome. Uh, so yeah, join your Students for Life Club though because I guarantee they will, um, and if, there's not one on your campus, start one on your campus. Uh, don't be afraid to, this whole movement is just like entrepreneurs who mm -hmm. just decided, oh, this is a huge problem, I'm gonna do something about it. Right. And then they did something about it. And um, yeah, so so in that way, nothing's changed. We still need people to just go ahead and do something about it. And uh, sorry, I'm gonna end with a story because yeah, it's a powerful story. And it goes back to, you can save a life. I don't know if you ever saved a life, but I kind of did once, maybe, when I was, uh, I jumped in the water to kind of help this guy who was, couldn't swim. And it was like, incredible. But this guy, Eduardo, he tells this story. He was in the movie Bella, which is a pro-life film. And he was actually an actor studying his role in this movie. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to get in the mood. I'm going to go in front of an abortion clinic because I'm going to pray, pray in this pro-life film. Let's see what it's like. He goes in front of this clinic and this Hispanic couple pulls up to the clinic and gets out and they recognize him. He's like this famous Hispanic actor. And they go up to the gate and they're like, are you Eduardo, whoever? And he's like, yeah, I am. He ends up talking to them for like an hour. They end up canceling their appointment and coming with him and talking about life. About six months later, whenever, when the, the baby was born, he got a call from the husband of that uh, mother of the baby who said, Eduardo, I just want to call you and let you know our baby son was born, praise God, and we're naming him Eduardo. Wow. And praise God. Can you imagine wow. some kid being named after you because you cared just a little bit to be out there one hour a month? Mm -hmm. You never know what God can do from just a little time. Uh, so yeah, I'll end with this too. Joe Shiley would say, do one pro-life thing every day. Uh, if you're not outside the clinic, say a prayer. Jesus protect and save the unborn. Uh, say a prayer, um, do a pro-life thing, volunteer at the pregnancy center. Uh, we can never do enough for this movement. Awesome. So, Thanks wow, so much, Johnny. Johnny. 
yeah. pro-life coach right there. Yeah. I love hey. that. I love that. Keep Johnny, thanks for uh, continuing to be a sheepdog. Sheepdog, You, you were one here at Miami, and you've continued to be one. Professional sheepdog. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still amateur. I have another year to go. No, man. Yeah. I think we need some merch for season two. I think this is go. definitely a, a time for some sheepdog We'll she definitely get that going. Right. Well, Father, do you want to end us in prayer? Sure, sure, yeah. And before that, I just want to say, uh, just please keep us in prayer as we're trying to figure out this transition time of what it's going to look like in the future for sheepdogs out here. And uh, yeah, I want to continue to bring you guys the good news and uh, inspire. And uh, yeah, so pray for us. We'll pray for you guys. And let's close it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of our lives. We thank you for the gift of... Uh, others too you know that we are made for community and we thank you especially for the opportunity not only that we are called to love you Lord but also we're called to love our neighbor and as it says in scripture you know a true friend is this one who lays down his life for his friends and may we be uh, men and women after your own heart Lord who lay down our lives for others uh, just respecting all life out of love and we ask Mother Mary to teach us in that and Saint Joseph the great protector to guide us and we pray, all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sheep, Sheep dogs, dogs out. out. Do it! Sorry.